he said, what are you, what are you going to call your, your channel if you, and I said, I don't know, I don't know, the Gatlinburg Hushy? Welcome to Creator Discourse, the podcast that explores the stories of content creators across social media platforms. I'm Ethan. And I'm Darren. Join us as we sit down with YouTubers, artists, Instagrammers, TikTokers, podcasters, and more. Together, we'll discover the insights, hard work, and dedication behind the art and science of content creation. Welcome to Creator Discourse. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on the Creator Discourse podcast. Today, we have a very intriguing guest with an interesting name, originally from Portsmouth, Rhode Island, and moved to Tennessee in 1993, has over a million views on YouTube, and is also on social media platforms such as Instagram and TikTok. And as far as I know, is not a Tennessee Titans fan, at least yet, right? The Gatlinburg Hussey joins us today. Oh, <laughs> I am laughing about the Tennessee Titans, me being a diehard New England Patriots fan. I just kind of chuckle <laughs> at it. Thank you so incredibly much. I greatly appreciate it. I am, I am thrilled and honored to be here. Thank you so much. No, thank you. We really appreciate it. I don't think there's a better way to start this podcast than to ask you, Sean, how did you come up with the name The Gatlinburg? Um, I was a server one day and I had just opened my, um, my YouTube channel with, I had two subscribers. I had my ex-girlfriend and my best friend and Mm -hmm. I needed a name and I I went to one of my customers and he said, what are you, what are you going to call your your channel if you, and I said, I don't know. I don't know. The Gatlinburg Hussey. And he goes, that's perfect. Do it. And what I did was I created the name, the Gatlinburg Hussey, and then something told me to go to the, one of these where you can buy your, your name, like your domain name. Mm-hmm. I went and bought my domain name for like $5. So now I own the, the name, the Gatlinburg Hussey. Wow. And here we are, what, a year and a half later. And that's a great, that's a great name. I mean, it, it has Gatlinburg in it. So anyone searching for Gatlinburg is going yes. to, you know, immediately come across your content, right? Yes. And and a friend of mine, uh, Eric from Smoky Mountain Family, he told me that if I have the perfect name, because if you go to YouTube or Google and type in Gatlinburg, right. my name's going to pop up somewhere on that screen. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have thought of that name. Because wow. the well, Pigeon Forge Hushy doesn't re- have that <laughs> allure. There. It doesn't roll off the tongue as easily. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And it, it speaks to actually exactly who you are and where you live, right? And it is my last name because people are right. like, why would you call yourself a Hushy? I said, well, because I am a Hushy. <laughs> and I've, I've not liked my name my whole life simply for the name and because I was made fun of in school and all that. And, but... Here we are so many years later, and now I embrace it. I'm I'm very fortunate, and thank goodness my mother married a hussy. <laughs> right. I, I, can't, I couldn't see you having a different name. It's, it's truly who you are. You're the, you're the really only one. You're one of a kind. So. I mean, who, who, who would want to watch the Gatlinburg Smith? No. I was going to no, say, like, it, it's, it's like once you hear it, 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 ne- it, you can never get it out of your mind. It's, it's right. very interesting. <laughs> no, it is. It's true. That is awesome. Yes, I, I, I'll be walking downtown Gatlinburg and people go, hey, Hershey, yo, Hershey. 
So yeah, it's I'm, I'm, awesome. very, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very blessed right now. It wasn't there something about specifically Gatlingburg that I recall that there's a connection to the volunteers. Is it a song of some kind with the football Rocking, team? The, the, the song, the, the team song is Rocky Top. Mm-hmm. And um, the song was written in the Gatlinburg Inn Motel, I believe about 60 years ago. Wow. And the, the, the hotel is still in use. And right now you can actually stay in the room where Rocky Top was written. It, it, it's going to cost you a few dollars, but <laughs> it's a pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Have, do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? The song Rocky Top. Yes, I, I think I've heard it before in the past. I I know it's it's popular. With, it's the football theme song. Is that correct? Yes, it's very popular, and you you pretty much have to know the, know it word by word be, if you want to go to any game. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Rocky Top will always be home, free home to me. <laughs> so well, you that's know every it. word. <laughs> Oh my, I've been here 30 years. It's like, I better know every word, right? Ethan and I have, have watched your videos and it's really like, you know, you could be a tour guide in many instances. I mean, have you ever thought about that actually? I have been asked you if I had a dollar every time someone asked me that. Um, I, people even asked me that before I even started YouTube. And um, they even we even talked about after I started YouTube, and I only had barely 500 subscribers. People were asking me if I would have a Gatlinburg Hussey tour, like a like a, a group of people, and I would just kind of show them around town, but it, it didn't take off. I saw a, one of your videos recently. You, I think it was on a, you were on a trail, and I remember you were showing this trail counter, and you said that someone w- had mentioned that you you heard someone say that the tour was two hundred dollars, and you said yeah. that you would do that. You said that was ridiculous. I'll do it for ten. And I was thinking, well, I hope it's more than ten because you're definitely your expertise is, well, is worth I, something. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I was like, who in their right mind would get someone two hundred dollars to walk around the, I don't know, walk around Gallenberg with them? You know. Well, I mean, this is something we'll bring up in a little bit, but you know, the price is there. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I saw recently in, in New York City, when you go to Central Park, they have these carriages, uh, $4.50 per minute per rider. Whoa. So, you know, maybe 200 is the going rate. I don't know. but I, I should hope that there's more people involved, not $200 <laughs> per person, you know? When you look at the landscape of, of vloggers in the Gatlinburg area, and I have to admit, before I saw many of the channels – that I see now, I really didn't know anything about Gatlinburg. I mean, I knew of it, but I didn't really know it was such a hot spot for vloggers. But you definitely seem to be um, kind of leading the pack. I mean, I know there's people out there who have been doing it longer, but we, we see you in a lot of collaborations. We see you working with a lot of people. Um, but but before we get into that, like, what is it about Gatlinburg that so many people like? Well, one thing that the thing about Gatlinburg is it is about a day drive from about 80% of the country. Mm, interesting. That is one thing because, you know, people from, think about it. You know, if you were to come from South Florida or all the way from Maine, it's only going to take you about a day to get here to Gatlinburg because we are right in the, the middle of the uh, Mason-Dixon line. Mm-hmm. 
And my good, I think it takes me like 12 hours to drive to Rhode Island. And, you know, who, who's able to drive to California right. in a day? Who's able to drive to, you know, Nevada? Stuff like that. So that is the selling point right there that we are about a day drive away from so many people. The most, really, to, to go back, we are a day drive away from the most populated states in the country. That's the better way to put it. That makes sense. And it's a beautiful place. I mean, it, it, some, I mean, some of the, the, the videos that you upload, I actually sometimes just watch them just to see the scenery. And I know you do a great job of panning and showing, you know, the, the landscaping there. Um, but someone who lives in a city, you know, it's refreshing to see that. You seem to have this very interesting connection with a lot of people there, probably because you've been there a lot. Um, and someone took it so far as saying they, that they refer to you as the mayor. So my question is, do you have any political aspirations at this point? I, oh my goodness. I, it was just a joke because it just seems like I know everybody in town. Everybody, I'll, I'll be walking to work or walking home from work and people would just come up to me and oh, it's embarrassing, but ask for a picture or just to say hi and hey, we follow you on YouTube. And it's, it's really considering that I used to be one to just put my head down and just walk to work. And now I'm, I'm embracing it. I, I, I love talking to people. Um, it, it's just, it's just amazing. So yeah, one a, a, um, subscriber of mine, his name is the Frog King, and he said he started calling me the mayor. Ah, and funny because came about. my my late mother, they called her the mayor because she would walk to work and do practically the same thing that I'm doing right now. She would she would be she would have to listen. She would have to leave for work early because. Mm. She would be talking to so many people <laughs> on the way to work, so she wouldn't clock right. in late. <laughs> right. A right. true politician. You just said it as a joke, but then it started rolling. And it's like, oh, my goodness, my mother would call the mayor. And he'll, he'll, 20 years <laughs> later, now I'm the so-called mayor. It's clear that you wear your heart on your sleeve. And what I like about you is you're unfiltered, but not you're not afraid to voice your opinion. Um, and, and one thing that I, that I, that really stood out to me was you, when you go and you see that like there's trash in the local stream, it really bothers you. Like it, I, I can tell, like it, 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 it truly rubs you the wrong way and you don't, you don't hide that. That is the new England part of me, I believe, because you know, us Northerners, we're going to tell you what's up, Yeah. you know, whether it's good or bad. And, you know. The way I look at it is, you know, nobody wants a robot. Nobody wants to listen to a robot. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but I, uh, my mind blown when I go on some of these YouTube channels and they have the personality of a doormat, but yet they have all these people just frolicking, watching, and I just don't understand why because they have zero appeal. They have zero personality, and I just – you, you got to have something to bring to the table. Well, and I think that's what's so interesting. You know, like our podcast is is really about understanding the creator side of it. Because at the end of the day, you're a content creator. You know, when you go out there and you right. decide that you want to film something or showcase a part of Gatlinburg, 
it, it is a form of content creation, right? And so to understand your approach is, is something that we're uh, really interested in. And I, and that's one, I think that is kind of like the marquee point is that you're just like, you're unafraid. You're not afraid of just being who you are. And I think in this day and age, it's, that's ex extremely refreshing. At least again, from an audience member perspective. Yeah. I can um, say that for myself as well. And, and yeah, I think that, and I think it's, it's sad to say that that's special because what does that say about other things? And that's a whole nother conversation, but it is, it's unique. Why Gatlinburg? What, I'm just really curious. How did you get from Rhode Island to Gatlinburg? My mother was in the hotel business and we were up in Newport, Rhode Island, Portsmouth, Rhode Island. But I say Newport, Rhode Island because more people know about um, Newport. And um, she was in the hotel business. And in 1989, we moved to Florida. She was promoted to a job down in central Florida right outside of Orlando. And um, we were there for about three years. And we didn't like it. And one day she was promoted again to a job in Pigeon Ford, Tennessee. And we're like, oh my gosh. Where is, first of all, I didn't know. And this is the God's honest truth. I had no idea where Tennessee was. I've heard of, I've heard of Tennessee, but I have no reason to know where Tennessee is. And she was given a job in Pigeon Ford, Tennessee. And she goes, you want to move? And I, I said, absolutely, yes, because we hated Florida. Florida is a nice place to visit. Living is a different story because, you know, I jokingly say, who wants to look at palm trees 12 months out of the year? <laughs> that's the best part about living in Gatlinburg is because we get every that's the <laughs> we get all four seasons in one day here in Gatlinburg wow right you, know? you, you could be asking the weather what's the weather and they say check check back in an hour we'll absolutely you know. <laughs> you know people ask me what do we bring to wear to Gatlinburg I say bring flip-flops and snow boots <laughs> and, and is that but, is that what you like the most about Gatlinburg I mean I guess there's different categories right like there's 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 the landscape and there's also the people but what is it that you like the most about Gatlinburg well I've been here about 30 years and um what really struck me here was the fact that I've been a server for almost 30 years and I like the fact that we I meet different people every day. Every single day, I'm going to meet someone different, especially when you're serving a restaurant. And another thing is the fact that I'm so lucky because I have an apartment within walking distance to work. So it's very rare for me to have to jump in the car and drive anywhere. So that is another thing. The fact that, you know, Gatlinburg is so incredibly beautiful. Um, but on the same token there, it, it can be very, with the crowds and all that, you, you have to take the bad with the good. But we are very, I'm so incredibly grateful to live here. But on the other end, it's like, oh, you know, every once in a while, you kind of like roll your eyes and like, okay, when's this going to end? But yeah. I'm so, so grateful. When we first moved here, I was going to go back to Rhode Island. My, it was really? my, my mother, my grandmother, and myself here. And... I had no intention to stay here because I'm thinking it's Tennessee. I, I was not going to, there was no way I was going to stay in, this is what I called it, Hickville, Tennessee. 
So when you, so just to clarify, so you moved there, you moved to Gatlinburg in '93, right? Mm-hmm. When were you thinking you were originally going to leave? Like Maybe two years a later? Week later, like a, oh, week, a week later. later. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? Oh God! What am I wow. going to do here? I don't know anyone because I really want to just go back home. Hmm. And well, I think I think there are planets out there where a week would translate to about thirty years our time. So you know, maybe yeah. somewhere, maybe somewhere you're still within that week. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's here's the thing. You know, I don't know how it, it's just weird how life works because two days later, I got a job busting tables at a restaurant in Gatlinburg. Yeah, and I made a thousand dollars in one week as a busboy. Wow. And I'm thinking, I think I'm going to stay here. <laughs> that's a good yeah, reason. That, that's a reason enough. <laughs> because here's the thing, guys, and you being from New York, the cost of living is three times higher up north than it is here in the south. Yeah. It, it is so incredibly expensive to live up north. Yeah, it is. And, it is. But but I have, you know, I mean, you occasionally you show the prices. I can't cite, you know, all the times you've done it. It's not that inexpensive in Gatlinburg. I mean, some of those meals are, you yeah. know, from what yeah. you've shown, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's kind of almost in line with a, with, you know, California, Los Angeles or New York. I mean, it's pretty close. It's not, it's not a cheap place. It Especially seems. if you go to a steakhouse, or you, you know, you have so many people questioning why the filet is $30. Yeah. Where, where you, where you going to, where you going to find a filet anywhere in the country for less than $30, especially a 10 ounce filet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I sometimes kind of, I can't believe how some families are able to come to town with the, the amount of money that everything costs. There's so much content that can be created about Gatlingburg, but in general, how do you, how do you pick the right content? How do you keep coming up with new ideas uh, for showcasing Gatlingburg, the surrounding area? I, you know, I, I keep telling myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to get a pen and paper and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I never do it. I, I just randomly do things. It's it kind of like a spur of the moment because this is what's going to happen. Let's say I want to say, okay, I want to go to Dollywood on Monday. Okay. Well, all of a sudden there's a million people in town and I cannot get to Dollywood. So just scratch that. I have to really do everything day by day because of the traffic situation. We get about 15 million people a day. I, I'm sorry, a year. Wow. Wow. And, and, you, and, and you basically and only have one main road. Right? I, I like was just going to say that. I, and we have one main drag. With a lot of yeah. loud cars. <laughs> yes, a lot of loud cars. With with None of them have any mufflers. And it's, it's just amazing how, because of course, Gatlinburg didn't know that was going to happen when they built those roads 100 years ago. So when did you, when did you really see this? I mean, you've been there for 30 years. When did this start? Like when in your mind you say, okay, this is starting to become. I want to, I want to, I would like to say around 2000 when, uh, remember Y2K around 2000, 2001, it really started because that's when the computer started coming out. And that's when people would go on their computers and say, oh, look at this town called Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge or the Smoky Mountain because before, you know, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have all this. So now because of when 2000, when, when the cell phone started, you could, you've got a computer on your phone now. Now anyone can type up 
Gatlinburg, and you can see a picture of Gatlinburg before. Now, before that, it was just word of mouth. It was just, you know, hey, there's this cute little town in Tennessee called Gatlinburg. Now, it's still a town, but it's not cute and it's not little anymore. So, it, it has, I want to say around 2000, that's when it really wow. blew up. See, if I was there in around Y2K, because I, I actually, and I'm not saying this to, to toot my own horn, I never believed that the Y2K thing was real. I would have been the guy saying, forget Y2K, you need to buy this bear spray because that's more of a Absolutely. real threat. Absolutely. <laughs> you definitely need some mega cans of bear spray. Um, I, I had to, I had, when I was working at the Sky Bridge, I had to carry two cans of bear spray on me because there were bears roaming up there constantly, but thankfully I never had to use them. Those things weigh a ton. My oh, yeah. goodness. They're, they're pretty big. It's like a small fire extinguisher. Yeah. You could, and, and then you just throw it at the bear when, it, when you I stop. Just throw it, yeah, just it. throw them at, at his head, yeah. But my goodness, if you had a bear coming after you, by the time you figured out how to use it, you, you would have been mauled to death. Yeah. Well, has yeah. it, speaking of, I mean, you go on a lot of, uh, I'm assuming off camera, you also go on trails. I mean, have you had any close calls with bears there? I, one time in my life, I've been here again 30 years and I've only come, everybody is telling me, you know, oh, I'm, I don't want to go hiking because I don't want to go come across the bear. The bears are more afraid of us than we are afraid of humans. I mean, we are afraid of bears and, you know, you have to think we are in their territory. We are the ones walking around their homes and all this. So when people are complaining that, oh my God, they, you know, the bear got too close to me. No, you're too close to the bear. There's a, there's a funny and, comedian. There's a funny comedian. He used to, to, uh, you know, Richard Pryor. Of course. And he was one of Richard, I believe he was one of Richard Pryor's writers and he had this bit and he basically said, you know, it, it's funny how people react to animals, you know, especially when they're in their own environment. And, and the bit that he gave was something along the lines of, you know, if you're in the ocean and you see a shark, you sh really shouldn't be freaking out. You should be freaking out when the shark is in your kitchen cooking a meal. That's when you should be freaking out. And it's so exactly true. spot it on. It is true. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you, I don't know if you guys saw the video I made last week, but I, I was going on a hike and I was just about, I was filming um, the entrance to Gatlinburg. And then all of a sudden I can see a bear in the back. And wow. all of a sudden, one person sees it. Next thing you know, a second person. Next thing you know, there are wow, five the or ten route. cars piled up. Listen, right. guys, I, you cannot make this up. They stopped their cars, got out of their cars while the car is still running to try to get a picture of a bear that is nowhere near them. It, it, it's a good 50 yards out. They see a black dot. You know, and wow. just, and the next thing you know, you see, I saw a guy on a Harley. He, he pretty much parked his Harley right in the middle of the street just and to go over and take a picture of a dot. You can't, you wouldn't even know if it, if it, it was a bear or not. But unfortunately, they, they, I had to pretty much clap my hand and say, hey, guys, sooner or later, the park ranger is going to give you all tickets because now, guys, you cannot be doing that. They, they've changed the law to where you cannot really? be getting out of your car and snapping. No, getting out of your car and parking the car and walking over is one thing, but to dead stop in the middle of the road. Right. It's dangerous. In general, out. it's dangerous. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, you know, 
you know, you never know. There's someone that might not be paying attention, looking at the bear while they're driving. And next thing you know, they're steamrolling over 20 people taking a picture of a bear. It, it happens far too often here in town. So speaking of taking pictures and, and, and you know, take this a step further, video content creation. I'm really curious to know, like, what was the point in, you know, what was the moment or, or what was leading up to you deciding that you wanted to start blogging? In Gatlin, in Gatlinburg. Well, you know, I don't know if you can tell by the way I talk, but I have a speech impediment, and I never ever wanted to ever be on film. I didn't like the way I sound on film. Uh, I didn't like the. I still don't like the way I look on. You know, we all nobody likes the way they look on camera. Nobody likes the way they sound on camera, and my whole life, I've I've always avoided having to act like see myself on camera or hear myself. Well, to make the long story even longer, my mother was a huge Stephen King fan. And in 1980, she read The Shining and the movie came out and the book is much better than the movie. And the movie is nothing like the book. And my mother wrote Stephen King a letter in 1980, pretty much complaining that the book I'm sorry, the movie was nothing like the book. And believe it or not, Stephen King wrote her back. I don't, to this day, I have no idea how my mother got Stephen King's address, but I still have the autograph. And it's an autographed letter. And it pretty much says, Dear Suzanne, my mother's name was Suzanne. It said, um, Please, um, I'm sorry for getting back to you late, but it, it, I've been very busy. Mind you, this is 1980. And I'm just trying to think of what the letter reads. And it says, um, usually when a writer sells his, his, his work, the person who makes the movie, you know, twists it up a little bit, makes it a little different. And then he said, I hope you like my next book, Firestarter. So my mother was oh, wow. pretty much the first one to know that Stephen There's King's next book, book yeah. would be Firestarter. All right. So, so now I've got this autograph and... I find it in, in a stack of, I don't know, photos that my mother put away. And I posted it on Twitter, hoping that Stephen King would see it. And I could say, hi, Stephen, you, you wrote this to my late mother. Well, everybody saw it except for Stephen King. But the people from Pawn Stars, the TV show, have you heard of that TV show? No, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Very famous. They yeah. saw it too. And they got in touch with me. And they asked me if I would appear on the TV show. Really? So, yes. And, but here's the thing. It was right before COVID hit. So I was about to go on a plane in about a couple of weeks, but then COVID hit. And I had to wait almost a year. And then they flew me out to Vegas with the autograph. And trust me, guys. It was amazing, but it was nerve-wracking at the same time. They had like 20, they don't show this part on TV. They had like 10 cameras on me, 13 microphones. It was, it, it was amazing, but that right there opened up. At this point, you're still like, you're not comfortable with that. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. And, you know, here I am on a, a so-called TV show. And, but then after we, I did this for like six hours. So then after six hours, I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable. And I'm walking around Vegas and I started taking videos of Vegas. 
and I didn't have a, a, a YouTube channel, but I, you know, I just wanted to post a video of Vegas and about a thousand people looked at the video and I went, Hmm. And then when I came back home, I posted a short video of me walking around town and it got another 500 views. And I said, Hmm, let me see if I can do this. And that's how it happened. Wow, that's so interesting. So from a TV show to YouTube, basically, um, you, this kind of just sparked something within you to say, you know what, let me, there's something here. You yeah, know? I didn't think that was going to blow. I, did, I didn't know that was going to happen. Have you been surprised by the reaction Absolutely. that um, people have been watching? And how, I mean, I guess with the speech impediment and just being uncomfortable in front of cameras, it, it sounds like uh, that's not what I see anymore. You, you, you seem very comfortable um, very personable. Um, you show your true self. I, and I think like Ethan said earlier, that's why people are drawn to your channel, why I'm drawn to, to watching it uh, and following you. Um, and it's really opened my eyes to not just uh, your channel, but other channels as well. And you've collaborated with so many other um, YouTubers in, in around that area. Um, how, how is it that you guys collaborate? Is it, do, you, I, do you know other people? Well, how does this work? I'll, I didn't know anyone when I started this. And I am, you know, I just, me being me, I like to reach out to people and say, hey, if you're ever in town, let's meet up and do something different. And the first person that came to me was the Smoky Mountain family, Eric. And Eric had, I, I guys, I had just started, and I believe Eric had about, I don't know, 15,000 subscribers. And Eric did, had his little video, and he featured me in his video saying, hey, guys, check out the Gatlinburg Hussey. And mind you, I had just been on YouTube for just a few months. And he put me in his video really open doors because, mind you, he had 15,000 subscribers, and I think I barely had 500. So that really opened the door right there. And then I, when I would, I would go out there, and say, hey guys, you know, if you have a brand new channel, come say hi to me because it's all about, you know, the, I don't understand the notion that, you know, I just want to be me, me, myself, and I. I that would be pretty boring if it was just me all the time. I like collaborating with people. Everybody wants to see different things, you know, it, it, it's just more fun that way too. Blogging, I mean, have, has it actually changed your perceptions in some way of Gatlingburg? How has it evolved in some way as you've been doing this, meeting all these different people? Has it been for better or worse? It, it definitely, I, I, I want to say 50-50 because, yes, we're meeting. So, okay, I love Gatlinburg and I love everybody who I meet, but it's definitely getting overcrowded. And Yeah, well, 14 million people a year. That's it, 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 incredible really, for a mountain it, town. It's really getting to the point where, you know, and again, like I said earlier, we are so, I am so incredibly fortunate to live here. And it comes with, if, if you want to move to Gatlinburg, I, you know, it's just now dawning on me. I have so many people asking me or telling me, oh, we want to move to Gatlinburg. And I'm like, hold on here. You, you have to really think about this because during the fires a few years ago, so many places were burnt down and it is so hard to find housing in Gatlinburg especially with the waiting list because they're building apartments left and right, but there's also like a two-year waiting list to get into those apartments. It's very clear that you're passionate about 
Gatlinburg. Like, and I, and again, I think that's one of the things that's so interesting about your channel is for me though, as a viewer, it's, it's abundantly clear that you do have one major passion and that's that you fantasize about owning a loud, exotic car, car exhaust installation <laughs> facility. My um, goodness. Thank God no, I'm deaf. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can really imagine how loud it is. My goodness. No, but it, I know you absolutely hate those cars. That's why I had, I had to say it, but in all seriousness though, like what are some of your passions? I mean, definitely Gatlinburg seems to be one of them. What do you have, you know, other, th other I, things you, know, you do maybe that we don't I, see? Say that again. The last thing. Uh, passions maybe that you you know you don't necessarily showcase on your channel. I'm I'm as boring as it gets, and I I I just no seriously. I refuse I, to believe boring it. Boring is good. Boring is good. I you know I'm I'm very consumed with the YouTube. I love working out. Yeah. Like I said, I've been trying to lose this thirty pounds for the past thirty years. It seems like. I love going on hikes. Um, I've, you know, my circle is very small because I've been burnt so many times. I think we've all been burnt so many times from people. And, but I just, I, I'm, I'm 49 years old. You know, I've, I've been sober for seven years now. I don't go out anymore because simply everybody's going out to drink and that, I just don't want to be around that, um, kind of environment, but I'm just a simple, Hey, you know, go up, go work out. I love hiking. I love, I mean, like I said, if I can, I really, really want to be able to, if I can get this to grow a little further and if I can start making a few more dollars doing this, I would love to expand and just go drive around the country and do this because I think I can, I'm not toot my own horn here, never, but I think I can do better not only Gatlinburg, but outside of Gatlinburg. I could see you as, you know, doing a lot of research and getting really excited about it and then going out, you know, to another state and, and, and doing a series of videos. If you could make three changes to Gatlinburg today, what would they be? And I think, I, I think I know what one of them will be. It's going to be to limit the people. Oh, no, no. <laughs> let I you would, answer that. And the loud cars. Oh, limit the people. My goodness. I know, right? That would be number one. I would... You know, you, you touch base on the trash and I would, I don't know how they could do it, but fine. I would have signs everywhere with $10,000 fine for throwing a single piece of garbage. You come all the way to my town and then you just leave. You, you know, when I see, when we're talking about trash, we're not talking about a piece of napkin that flies out of the car when you're driving. We're right. seeing full blown. Okay, the McDonald's bag filled with everything you just inhaled and tossed out the window. That's the kind of thing that infuriates me. Mm -hmm. And they, they, Gatlinburg really has to do a better job at putting bear-proof dumpsters or bear-proof containers everywhere in Gatlinburg. I mean, everywhere. There needs to be one because you cannot make this up. I would go for a walk downtown and just the, in the 10 minute walk, I will see one trash can and I will see a line of trash from the trash can. And it just makes me upset because it's like, how, how we are in 2023 now. It's to the point where people just don't care anymore. When, when I was raised, my mother raised me up in Portsmouth, Rhode Island on the beach. And she had me picking up trash on the beach as a kid. And, you know, I, I kind of, I laugh when some people say, oh, I'm just picking up trash to do show on YouTube channel. 
I just laugh at that because I've been doing this for as long as I've been alive. So mm. number one definitely would be they need to get more trash cans and better bear-proof dumpsters, especially the dumpsters, because these, these, these dumpsters, these bears are incredibly strong. They can flip these dumpsters over like it's no big deal. And right. people, getting back to the people just being lazy, some of these people cannot even lift up the lid to put the trash in the lid. They just leave the trash on top of the can and just make it magically wow. get into the trash can by itself. So, yeah, the trash cans, definitely one thing I would change in Gallenberg. They, they have to put a cap on these moonshine places. They have got to put a cap on these moonshine places and the bars. They are building another bar downtown. It's um, Jason Aldean. Is it Mar- what about, oh, is, is, what, is there a Miranda Lambert or it, something it's else? It's been going back and forth, building? and, you know, everybody's like, oh, my, is it, who is it going to be? And they finally put the name Jason Aldean on the side of the building, so people stop talking about it for, for two minutes. Mm. But it's going to be a, we, us locals, myself included, we are afraid it's going to turn into another Nashville. And Nashville is full-blown, right. drunk, 24-7, honky-tonk loud music and that's the whole thing why gatlinburg is gatlinburg because it's nothing like nashville and we are afraid that it's going to turn into nashville because we've already got Blake mm. shelton's restaurant down here that's loud now we're going to have jason mm-hmm. aldean it's going to be twice as loud and that's the, that's the one thing so they have to put a cap on these moonshine places and moonshine is big in tennessee it's, right it's very big is moonshine a, a big thing in Gatlingburg? I don't see you promoting it much, and maybe that's that's a good thing. But is it is is it a major problem in a it sense? Is, it, you know, you don't see this behind the scenes, but there's you know, people. You've got people walking around drunk. I'm not saying it's a good amount of people, but you're going to have to, you know, because mind you, um, you can pay I think ten dollars and you can sample fifteen different shots of moonshine. Now, get, mind you, these moon, they're not real moonshine. For those of you listening to this, it's not real moonshine. It's, it's watered down moonshine. But if you're doing 15 mm. shots of these, you are going to get a buzz. And, right. then, and then you just go, and you have to think, when I was working um, at the Skybridge, we would get people. Now, when you see people going to a moonshine place doing 15 shots, Lord knows how many other places they've just been to before they came to this one. You know, right. especially a lot of people are bar hopping. They're going from one moonshine shop to another. So that's when I say they right. have to put a cap on it because it seems like there's one on every corner now. What's the next chapter look like for your channel? That, that, uh, it's up to you guys. That's up to you guys. What, what You know, I, I love this because... Like I said earlier, I, I do this day by day, and I would love to be able to do this full time. Believe it or not, this is, this, you know, I'm, I'm just starting on this, and I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful. And you guys asking me to do this, this is amazing. It, it might get a few more eyes on me or ears in this case. And I really want to go out and do go to different towns, go to different states. Um, there was a gentleman out there called Adam the Wu. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, I have. I, yeah. w- I would like to do, he, he, he's from Florida and he goes to different states and does, does his thing similar to what I do. I would love to be able to do that one day. That is, 
I would love that. So if you could go full time with it, you would you would see yourself kind of showcasing different towns, different uh, landmarks. Maybe, if, you know. if, if I'm if I'm if the good Lord blessed me to be able to do that. Absolutely. Well, that would be awesome to see. I mean, if you could take the same approach that you do with Gatlinburg to other places, I think that would be super exciting from an audience perspective. Sean, can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, it really was a pleasure sitting down and hearing your story and learning more about your approach to content creation. The Gatlinburg Hussy, everybody. <laughs>